Welcome to Masters of Employee Development, Mike Acker's podcast devoted to training team members in any type of organization. As a best-selling author, corporate trainer, and business leader, I seek out guests each week to discuss training successes, challenges, and best practices. On this show, you will hear from incredible CEOs, HR directors, and other experienced managers responsible for leadership and development. Lean in, listen, and take part in a community dedicated to improving life through increasing leadership. Welcome to episode number one of Masters of Employee Development. Well, this is going to be kind of an unusual episode because, Mike, I'm interviewing you and this is your show. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, I thought instead of me starting off, kicking off, interviewing someone else, let me get interviewed and talk about the heart of this podcast and YouTube segment. So thanks for doing the interview for me. Absolutely. So for someone who's getting ready to binge a lot of episodes, this is the episode that's going to be, this is the explainer the explainer episode. And uh, we'll get to learn a little bit about you, Mike. Um, and we'll kind of just start off. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, and your company. Absolutely. So I have been in training pretty much my entire life. I watched my parents do this. They raised up a whole generation of leaders. I was involved in helping them. We were missionaries in Mexico when I was a kid. And so my dad had me as a teenager teaching other teenagers and leading groups. When I was 13 years old, I was leading construction teams. So I've been in this development world for a long time. Went off to college, was a pure debate coach for other people. Went off into a professional career been coaching people in communications since I was 20 years old. At some point in time, I got to a spot where I was doing this on the side and then it just kept on growing and growing. I wrote a book called Speak With No Fear. It's a top rated book in the world on the topic of overcoming fear of speaking and all of a sudden my communication side hustle, <laughs> my little thing that I was doing for fun and some pocket change became a second job to my corporate sales job that I was doing quite well in. So eventually launched off. So here's the whole idea of my company and my what I do. It stems from my own life mission. I want people to realize their potential. So in a coaching business, whether I'm going to do a keynote at a large conference, I have one coming up for 500 bankers, or whether it's coaching a CEO or for example, one of my clients is the UFC heavyweight champion, Stipe Miocic, great guy helping him get his message out. So whether it's coaching a professional, a manager, doing a workshop, doing a virtual workshop, doing this podcast, here it is. I want to help people turn their potential into actual. So through workshops, through books, through coaching, we take that potential within someone that potential of leadership, of impact, of influence, and we make it a reality. Yeah. You know, before I continue on, because Mike, I want to learn a little bit more about the work that you do. And I'm sure, you know, again, folks that are checking out this episode uh, want to know uh, more about kind of who you are and what you do. Um, but what is the purpose of this podcast, uh, Masters of Employee Development? So it goes to exactly all of that life mission. Let's develop and realize the potential of people. So you have, whether you're HR, whether you're starting a business, you're a small business owner, whether you have dreams of starting something, or you're the CEO, like some of my clients who run multi-billion dollar companies, you have a team around you. And for you to reach the potential of the company, 
it really, really depends on you grabbing hold of the resources that we call humans, human resources. So we grab those and we develop those. We develop those team members. We develop those employees. So my goal with this is to grab people who are masters of doing this, who have built their, their company through building people, whether that's whatever role they're in, and interviewing them and to understand how to do it, to create a network of different professionals who are doing this and learning from each other. So people who have been a guest will now become people who tune into it and learn from others and create networks. And for all the other people that you become a person who shares your expertise, you will get better in sharing what you know than just doing what you know. So come on the show, be an expert, talk about what you've done, brag on people that you've developed, and let's help people raise the bar by raising people. Uh, Mike, if someone does want to be a guest, by the way, um, since you brought it up, where do they go? What do they click on? Where do they find that uh, schedule form? Absolutely. MikeAcker.com. If you go to the top bar, far to the right, it says Employee Development Podcast. Click there. You can apply, put in your information, really looking for people who've been in charge or really are in charge of this. So uh, some of the people that we've already front loaded onto this are CEOs of some companies or human resource or leadership and development directors, people who are in charge of doing that. But if you have a large team, some of the people that I've been networking with, for example, are Microsoft and they're not in human resources. They're not the CEO, but it's such a large company that they have 600 people that are, let's use this quotation mark, below them on the org chart. In other words, they are developing them. Um, so, Mike, obviously, you know, when we're talking about, you know, the value and the power of employee development, um, you know, in your work, obviously, what is your role? So you're you're working directly or, or how do you implement, how, how do you engage? Right. What I do this both on a large scale and a small scale. And so sometimes I'm developing the people who develop others. So I have, I do executive coaching. I do one-on-one communication coaching. So I'm working with someone so that they can develop their team. Other times people say, man, that was very valuable. In fact, often a one-on-one engagement leads into a larger engagement. And I would go in and I'll teach on emotional intelligence, that ability to relate with one another. Often I just do it right here from my virtual studio and right here I'll connect. I have cameras all throughout the space. Mm -hmm. I can move around, engage, all kinds of ways to engage. And what I've learned on that is that as I'm doing it in group or one-on-one, part of the whole way that we came to this podcast was I would be able to share the stuff that I share, my keynotes, my workshops, and then people would talk about what they know. And I'd say, oh man, that's so great. And they say, yeah, but people, people that I work with, they've already heard it a thousand times. And I said, well, let me get you an audience where I can get you in front of other people so that you're sharing this elsewhere. So I love going and sharing what I know and adding value to, you know, I've done this for Adobe. We had like 120, 150 people on a Zoom workshop. I've done this for India. In India, it was 1030 at night. Here I'm speaking in my workshop, all dressed up. 
I've done this for directors and all kinds of different people. So that's what I do. That's how I do it for people. And so I invest in them to invest in their employees, or sometimes I invest in employees directly. And now I'm inviting those people to do it for others. So someone who's listening to this podcast obviously is going to hear some really great stories from people who are charged with this. And again, coming from your vantage point, you just have a lot of industry knowledge and working with these folks. Um, and, and I would imagine one of the things or common things we'll hear in the episodes ahead uh, are challenges uh, that, that come up. Um, is, is there any one that either stands out or one that you remember or maybe a common challenge that you hear pretty frequently? The challenges I see again and again and again end up being on three areas, communication, soft skills, people, relationship, so emotional intelligence. And then the last one is leadership. The first book I ever wrote was on speaking. The fourth book I wrote on was speak was leadership. And the fifth one was emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. So this is an area that it's so interesting. It's right what I do. And again and again, these are the challenges that people have. Because to work together, guess what? You got to communicate. To work together, you got to relate with one another. That's emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is the ability to know your emotions and to manage your emotions and manage the emotions or manage the water of the emotions of the people around you. We're not just working with intellectual beings, we're working with emotional beings. So a lot of the conflict that happens in a company, a lot of the silos that happen in the company, a lot of the drainage of dollars and extra work for human resources and management come because people aren't being emotionally intelligent. So that's part of the reason why I wrote that book and do training on that because it's such, such a needed area. Another one is that just that communication especially if people moved away from being in person. Now they're doing virtual. A lot of people don't know how to virtually interact. And so I actually have a six book. I didn't even tell you about that, Josh. I have a six book coming out on how to speak virtually and what to do in those communication. So those are the challenges I see. And that's why I wrote the books to help people in those areas, help people realize this potential, why I've developed training seminars. Now, as I interview other people, I've asked this question. What are the challenges you see? And I think there's going to be some interesting things that people hear as they tune into the podcast and the YouTube segment and say, oh, okay, I get communication. I get emotional intelligence. I get leadership, but I didn't think about these other ones. So tune in for those ones as they come up. <laughs> and as someone who considers themselves, you know, wanting to become a master of, of employee development, you know, being able to hear some of those challenges that other folks have have overcome and what have they done and, and learning from each each other. What a what a great platform to be able to do that. And I know one that I think is of particular interest would be, you know, absolutely kind of at that upper leadership level. Um, and so what what's unique about uh, employee development and our leadership development uh, that you see in, in your role? So interesting. You, you asked that. I just got off a phone call with, or a Zoom call, a Zoom interview with Marianne Scarzello. And we talked about the utter drive for management, for leadership, for human resources to be all about that individual employee. Sometimes we focus so much on the culture that we forget specifically developing that one person. And then not only that one person, but then that one person, and then that one person. In my philosophy of working with people, I call this, it's not about you. 
So as a communicator, as a leader, it's not about you. To become a master of employee development, you got to do what Marianne's going to be talking about in a few sessions. You got to be doing this. It's not about you. Where you're not worried about what they're thinking about you. You're not worried even if they like you. You're not worried about your pride. So you're allowed to really let them give you feedback like Carter Malloy will talk about in a couple of weeks. You're aggressively about them to the point where you put aside your pride. To be a master doesn't mean that you're better, but it means that you're incredible at making them get better. And so you have to be aggressively for them. You have to fully embrace the whole strategy in this orange book right here, Speak With No Fear, that it's not about you. Yeah, for sure. So um, now in terms of like, Mike, you're, you and or your team, um, how do you handle development internally? I mean, that's got to be interesting. You're, you're the, you know, again, you're the man or, you know, when it comes to, you know, being, uh, you know, uh, you know, pro- providing that mentorship in and around employee development. Um, what do you do internally? And, and, you know, also I would imagine you probably have some interesting criteria for those that to be on your team. You know, for the people on my team, I'm looking for people who are emotionally intelligent, mm-hmm. who know how to get their own life together, realizing that all of us are imperfect, but are aware of it, at least aware of their imperfections. I want people who don't come up with weaknesses that are just to check the box. I want them to be aware of it. So I want humans that are emotionally intelligent. I want people who communicate well and people who can see the potential in others. Fourth one, I want people who work hard. So that's my criteria for people. So if you're thinking, man, I want to hire someone, think about those. Look for someone emotionally intelligent. Look for someone who can communicate well and receive that feedback and go well, who are aggressively there for others and who are going to work hard. So that's what I'm looking for. And I will be asking that question of other people. So that will be fun. In terms of developing my own team, see, this is really interesting, Josh. One person who develops people, our voice sometimes get washed out because we say it again and again. Think about parents, right? Our parents say something and then someone else says it the exact same thing. And what happens as a result of it? We also listen in. And why is it? Because we heard it from somebody else. So one of the things I actually do with my team members, and I have several in a couple of different ventures that I'm part of is that I bring in outside voices. And so I'm excited because Masters of Employee Development, they'll be tuning in, some of them are part of putting this all together, and they'll be hearing from experts. Sometimes the experts might say something that I would say. And you know what? Great. I don't need the credit for it. I just want it to build up my team. So I bring in others, and then I'm always at it. I believe that repetition is gold. So just repeat, 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 repeat. And this is the hard part. When I'm not measuring up to what I'm telling them, I try to take ownership of it. Look, that was me. I was the person who made that mistake. But if I don't, as a leader, as a trainer, as a developer, if I don't take ownership for the times when I'm failing, when I'm not being developed, when I'm not living up to what I'm talking about, then how in the world am I going to expect them to do so? Yeah, I'm a big fan of systems and processes. I know you are. Mike, what are your systems and processes that you use in and around this topic? So we typically have, for my team, we're typically been going through a book every single month. And we've done that for 
years. And then we have a certain amount of conferences that we go to that we put money into. And I'm speaking more broader of my 20-year professional career where I've been doing this with teams of 60, teams of 40, teams of 20. I've had all kinds of different people that I've invested. So I have the systems of we're constantly reading the idea of readers are leaders. They could be summaries. They could be audiobook. We're constantly investing money on our employees. If we want our employees to be generating revenue, we need to put revenue towards them. So we've always had a leadership and development budget. And I get it. Sometimes people say, what if, I, I don't know, I can't really afford that. I mean, you can't afford not to. The best resource that you have are the humans that are working for you. So invest in them. Sometimes people have had this pushback where people say, well, what if they leave? Well, what if you made their life better and they go somewhere else, but their life is better? Then you just created a better world, even if it's not in your world. One of my greatest joys is developing people and even releasing them off into other areas. So my systems, those are two huge parts of it. And then really intentional meetings. And I actually teach how to do good meetings because one of the huge areas where revenue is lost in the United States, really globally, is in pointless meetings where people show up. They have, say you have 100 employees. Well, if you're wasting maybe just an, just an hour a week mm. of their time. 100 man hours right there. 100 man hours. And then you take that and say, hey, that's let's just say that's $50 an hour for those 100 people. Oh. I mean, come on now, we're getting into a huge budget deficit item right there. So I also help people on managing their meetings, but strategic meetings are a huge way of developing leaders. Yeah. You know, last thing I want to ask you here, Mike, on this first one is, you know, and again, you kind of already talked about challenges previously, but, you know, things that you find yourself going back to the well over and over and over again, either if, you know, you're partnering with a client or, you know, internally, what are those, some of those fundamentals that you just always just come back to over and over and over and over again? Personal leadership. That's a huge one. Communication and all of that, which is grouped under emotional intelligence. So personal leadership, how do you change you? If I want you to influence others, if I want you to be a better sales leader, if I want you, I've had all kinds of different employees under my, under my direction over the last 20 years. If I'm developing a speaker, if I'm developing an admin, if I'm developing a human resource manager, I want them to be very, very capable of not just leading the task and doing it, but to be a great individual contributor. But I want them to be great at thinking of themselves as a third person and leading themselves. So if Mike was not Mike and Mike's over here, how would I lead this guy right here? And so I would go back and again and again to leadership to the point where wow. some of these leadership maxims like leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less are things that some of my previous employees have said is just ingrained in their mind because we talked about it so often. Leadership, emotional intelligence, there are so many facets of leadership, of emotional intelligence. One of them is just relationship building or how to remember names. I write that about that in my book, how to remember names. And all of these different things that are just social skills and emotional skills. And then communication, how to write an email. How many times have I told people how to write an email? Ah, too many. How to 
how to address people without losing interest at the very beginning. So those are areas I go through again and again and again. What's very interesting to me will be to see what other people go to again and again and again. For example, if it's a highly technical area, you're going to consistently have to go back to that area. But there'll be some other ones, and I'm looking forward to learning alongside their audience about these areas. So for someone who's listening to this episode right now and you haven't hit the subscribe button, go ahead and do that uh, because you're going to hear some great stuff. Uh, Any other teasers on what they'll hear in the episodes ahead, Mike? Here's what you got to go. No, where you are is not where you have to stay. And the people coming on that I've already interviewed, Marianne, (laughs) Dave, Aaron, Carter, these people and more are going to show you how to get where you from where you are to where you want you to be and from where your team is to where you want your team to be. I love it. And again, if you someone is listening to us right now, if you know of someone that you'd like to nominate to be a guest, what types of guests, like what kind of qualifications are you generally looking for? We're typically working for looking for people who have at least at least 40 people in their organization and that you have a track record of developing people. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe it's that you got 10 people right now, but you just started this and it's booming and it's growing, but you have a track record of developing. Or we're looking for people who really have a thousand people underneath them in terms of the org chart, <laughs> never underneath us, but have the responsibility developing them. So we're looking for CEOs. We're looking for human resource developers. We're looking for leadership and development directors or managers with titles that ultimately their role is about developing people. Love it. And that is at mikeacker.com slash apply, or just when you go to the uh, website to mikeacker.com in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see employee development podcast. And uh, all right. Well, Mike, this is episode number one of Masters of Employee Development. Uh, thank you so much for doing this. Any any final thoughts for our listeners? Hey, let's do it. Let's be aggressively about our own development mm-hmm. and let's be aggressively about the development of others. Let's realize the potential that people have. Thanks for listening to Masters of Employee Development. Do you know someone who would be a great guest? Send them to mikeacker.com forward slash apply. Do you want the show notes? Go to connect.mikeacker.com. Until next time, subscribe, rate, and give a review on Amazon or iTunes or your favorite platform.